Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Lauren Cohen, international lawyer and real estate expert. I am here on my amazing podcast, Investing Across Borders, with my most amazing guest, Megan Kelly. Megan and I met a couple of months ago after she joined this incredible company that I'm part of, EXP Realty. And literally, she and her business partner, colleague, Michael Valdez, have changed the face of real estate forever, changed my life in many ways because of this amazingly international company and brought five countries into the company in the past two months. Now, I had Michael on the show the other day, but Megan is the female face of the international growth. And of course, for me, that resonates in an amazing way. And Megan and I, since we first connected, I remember we we started chatting and it was like the, the meeting was over and we hadn't even discussed the, the business at hand <laughs> because we just started chatting, which tends to happen when you have somebody that's a like-minded, driven female entrepreneur who likes making a difference. Megan, welcome to the show. Please tell us just a little bit about you and what brings you to EXP. Okay, great. Thank you. And yes, I've enjoyed all of our conversations, even when we have to reschedule six times. Because time and time. How many times? Six times. It wasn't you, it was me. It was always something. I know. It's crazy. But we're here. And we're we made here. It. Um, so I came to EXP about four months ago. I, I was with a company uh, with Realty for 18 years. And I had experience with working in a brand with some of these Realty working with Michael. I also was, I worked for the CEO of Religion Franchise Group for a couple of years. And then I was working on recruiting and retention for the six brands. And I saw this position posted and I tell everyone it was like a trifecta, you know, it was working with Michael or working for Michael again. And I, I learned something from him every time I have a conversation. It was, you know, being able to be part of something new and big and and help grow something. I'm getting goosebumps. It's like, it's crazy. I love, like, this is like my, this is my dream job. I saw the description and I was like, I wrote that in my dream. And being being remote, of course, which was even more amazing, not just right now, but in general, because they can do anything you want from anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's the, the, the international piece of it too. So when we can start traveling again, you know, I, I have worked with, uh, you know, when Michael was opening countries, I helped his team with, you know, Philippines, Japan, uh, Brazil, uh, Panama, Belize. Belize is my favorite. Why? You know, all different places. And to get that experience again and be able to get out there, that was the, the third piece that I was just like, if I can get this job, I have found my home for life because I love EXP and I love the people and I, all of those things just made it perfect. It's, it's amazing. It's like, as, a, as somebody who has been a realtor for 12 years and really never been involved in the real estate industry or the brokerages that I had my, basically, I just hung my license with the brokerage. That was the extent of it. And this company is so collaborative and so all about the, the, the whole, like it's, it's a holistic approach, which matches my approach in business. And I, I think that that's what drives me every single day. I can't even help. I was telling Megan before we started, 
there's a woman that said to me, I will never get my real estate license ever. And then I showed her the model and she's like, I am getting my real estate license. And she just signed up <laughs> a couple of hours ago. So it's an incredible story because it is so new and so unique. And it we're getting a lot of people that are like, like yesterday, we've been talking to this one guy just outside of Toronto for almost a year, Megan. And, and he was kind of like, eh, I don't need it. It's not my thing. I do very well buying and selling real estate. You know, that story. And yesterday he said, I'm signing up January 1st. I'm like, great. We're in. This is exciting. So yeah. it's a story that has to, be, has to be told. The stock has gone crazy. And that's a story. You know, I was, somebody told me to buy the stock when it was $8 back in March. And I didn't. I did buy it, but it wasn't $8 when I bought it. And now yeah. yesterday, I think it was like 82. It's a crazy story. So Megan, in your experience, like when you're, you've had a lot of experience opening real estate companies internationally, what is the one thing that you've noticed to be the most differentiating factor for EXP in that opening? Other than, of course, the fact that you're not there. Yeah, that's a huge piece. Um, for EXP, most of the countries that you go into with the real estate model, you're going to be the franchise, right? And you're going to have a master franchise. They're going to run the business as they see fit because they've purchased that rights from you. So with EXP, we're the only brokerage that is actually operating in each country. So we have our legal entity set up. We have our business set up. We have banking. We are EXP India or EXP Portugal. So that is a huge differentiator for me because it's still connected to the business, but we have those in-country teams that know the local market that can run the business there versus having, um, you know, kind of that disconnect or middleman where you don't have that control so much over how things right. are being run and how things are going. So that to me is a huge differentiator. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I obviously I'm very familiar with franchise brands because I've franchised many brands, but I'm not familiar with franchises or I wasn't familiar with franchises within the real estate industry. As a matter of fact, when I joined DXP, I didn't even hear of some of the brands like that KW brand, for example, that, you know, people are coming over in droves. I'd never even, I mean, I heard of it, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like a topic of daily conversation. You know, I'm a lawyer and now it's a topic of daily conversation because you just can't help it. I mean, it's so exciting. You're, Michael posted yesterday, I'm sure you, you're familiar with the video of the nine countries now that we're in and just like, that, and it's just the tip of the iceberg, because I know we talked about double digits next year. January 7th, we're going to hear about the first quarter. And, um, you know, I can't even get this out of you privately where we're going into, but it's exciting stuff. And having this totally global business is super, super exciting. Tell us a little bit about in, in the past, like you've obviously seen a lot of international investors and international realtors. What would you say is the one thing that you've seen as a faux pas that kind of has been corrected and maybe that EXP is doing right. Maybe the franchise brand is probably one of them according to what you're saying, right? But what else? Yeah, I mean, I think that that is a big piece of it, just having that control and that, um, that ability to work with the broker in country and make sure that whatever we're doing, it's actually in truly a localized business because we know people are going to leave us as soon as they feel like it's a U.S. business operating in their country. No way. They're out, you know, and yeah. you can't recover from that very easily. No. It, it takes years. And, you know, being in this industry for so long, I know that 
you know, and, and rightfully so, agents need to be confident and comfortable with their company. And if you lose that confidence right from day one, it's going to be four or five years before you get that back. So making sure that we have that local localization and then also all of the support that they need at the onboarding stage. Um, so I think right. if you don't onboard the agents correctly, if you're not giving them all the information they need. It's it's frustrating. You know, I, I onboarded here at EXP from the U.S. perspective, and it was great because I got all the emails. I had a personal concierge. So those are the types of things that we need to make sure we're doing in the, each country, but in their own language to make sure that the agents feel welcome and stay and, and, and want to be with us and understand right. why why we're the best. Right. <laughs> so. You know, even the U.S. experience has changed drastically since I came in, and I've been with the company about a year. And when I came in, I didn't even know there was a concierge. Now, it may have just been that I got, I was a blip because I was supposed to know, you know, because I've had my license so long, I wasn't assigned a mentor, which is fine. But it's just an interesting thing because as the company morphs and grows, so does it, so do the systems, obviously, and the way that everything is approached. And, you know, as you said, now you've got a team under you that's implementing various things. So it's not all on you and Michael. And that's what's happening. Um, you know, as the company matures, so do the systems. And the systems are going to drive ultimately a lot of the success because without those systems, you're going to, you're not going to flourish. You're going to be unsuccessful. So obviously you've seen people from all other countries that have joined these U.S. real estate businesses, right? And what have you seen as the biggest difference between non-U.S. real estate industry people and U.S. real estate people? Could you identify, like, is there a huge cultural difference or even in the countries that we've just expanded into? Like, how does, you know, obviously one of them is licensing. Like we just talked about in Canada, the licensing process is much more arduous than here. But then again, you go to India and you pay some money and you basically have a license to practice real estate. So what 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 else? Yeah, so licensing is huge. That's one of the things that always fascinates me. Um, I think it was Ireland. I think you have to have a four-year degree to sell real estate. Um, and then, like you said, you could be in Mexico. And as, if you're a resident, you can, um, you know. How are you? Here's some money. The year. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. So that's always fascinating to me. Um, the different types of um, markets are interesting and how, um, so I had too many thoughts at one time, different types of markets. So there's, the, you know, open markets where people can just sell any listing. There's no right. listing agreements. It's, you know, you just grab what you want and throw it out on the internet. So working with our brokers and our agents to figure out how to accommodate that and make sure that they're not getting taken advantage of and see how we can operate a little bit differently to avoid any of those issues is uh, fun and interesting. You'll see a lot of watermarks on our photos. And then you have, you know, the different markets and how they operate. Like if you look at Portugal, you know, in Lisbon, there's a real estate office almost every other door and it's small teams. Similar in India, there's a lot of small teams. But then if you go to another area like Mexico or somewhere else, you have these mega teams. Right. So the market kind of dictates how you form your business and your team as an agent in a lot of these different countries. So Learning all of those nuances is quite interesting too. Uh, you know, one of the things I found inter- cool was with the UK and speaking with Adam Day, our broker there, agents are paid a salary, but in the UK and similar in other countries. But, you know, so to get them to come over to our business model, they're giving up a salary. Yeah. And, you know, they're starting that you, we've built a, a good base there and there, people are starting to talk. But to get over that hurdle of people, they're like, that security of a salary. 
going to, you know, the revenue share and having commissions and things like that, that's, it's a whole different conversation that you're having with somebody than you, that you would in the U.S. to try to, you know, recruit them and bring them over to YouTube. Yeah, I think maybe the, the analogy might be dealing with a broker here that thinks that they have, you know, have it all to go. Oh, I'm not giving up my brokerage because I'm in control. And versus, well, now I don't have to have all that liability. That's the discussion I have. Now I can still operate independently under the EXP brand. Like mm-hmm. one of our one of our companies or one of our downlines is Cardia Real Estate, a division of EXP Realty. So that's how it works. And the plan with them was to go, was to develop their own brokerage. So in this modern company, let's talk about some of the female representation, because obviously it's a little different being a female at a generally male table, which I deal with every single day. And how have you noticed reactions, different reactions from these different countries? Like, for example, you're, you know, in India, you're going to have a very different cultural approach to women, I, I would think. And I don't know if you've experienced it as much than you would in South Africa, for example, or in the UK or for sure in Canada. But that's not, that's not even here nor there, you know. But what would you say, like, have you noticed a lot of those differences within the company? You know, obviously can't identify, but is it, do they, do, obviously they're into diversity and everything, but have you seen that and and what about in terms of the countries and the cultures so i would say within exp i definitely feel more of a family than i've ever felt yeah. i don't feel those the the restrictions that you can feel when you're in meetings and you're the only woman which i've lived most of my life with you know i started working at 19 and i've yeah so so uh you, you start to believe things and you start to keep quiet. And I've had, you know, male bosses tell me in the past, uh, you know, well, you should speak more in meetings or you should talk louder, you, you know, but when I did, then they would shut me down and dismiss what I was saying and then repeat the same thing that right. I just said in a different and way. Make it their like, idea. Ah, right? yeah, like, Wait a minute. Right. It <laughs> so has to I come from them to be smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, I, I've gotten out of my shell, but I love working with Michael and you'll see Mike, if you look at Michael's, uh, you know, uh, his whole organization, I think we're 90% women. Uh-huh. Um, he, well, he's he, smart. Cause we were, yeah, that's what he said. he's smart. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a great team. Uh, it, but he is not like that. So I, it's just been such a breath of fresh air to be in an environment where I can speak and speak my mind and not feel like I'm, talking out of turn um, in, and even with any meetings, you know, being in meetings with any of the leadership or anybody else. Uh, it's been such a, a great experience. I'm just I'm so happy here. I can't even gush enough, but from an international perspective and working with different countries, I actually have a positive experience. Um, you know, we were looking for a broker in India and we were working with a woman who has quite an extensive, uh, you know, uh, resume in India and, she was so impressed with the fact that the director of global operations working for Michael was a woman that that was like part of the reason she was talking to us because she just said, you know, we, we need to have this representation. And it's just amazing that, you know, Michael has chosen you and, you know, all this stuff. So I, it was such a cool thing to hear that you don't think about. I just, I'm heads down. I do my job. I'm happy. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, cause any waves. I just want to do a good job and, you know, do some good things for the people out there. And so for somebody to say that to me, I was like, it, it gave me pause. And I'm like, oh, wow, actually, this is kind of cool. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> right. right. So 
that way I would like to I I like to share a positive experience about that. Well, that's yeah. good. There's I'm definitely glad. Been I like some... that a lot, and because I wouldn't have expected that to be the case, but I mean, certainly the world is changing, but it's not changing as quickly as we would like, for sure. And you know, in my industry, certainly, especially in the when I was dealing with EB five and raising foreign capital and dealing with all these humongous projects all over the country, nine out of ten people at the table every single time were men and nine out of 10 real estate investors on a big scale are men. And we, as women, I think instead of feeling like, like for me, it's always been, you guys are lucky to have me here. Okay. Instead of being like intimidated in any way. And Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's just based on, you know, our own upbringing and, and how we show up in the world. I'm a single mom and I have a son and it's really important for me that he like, he's like, mommy, all you ever do is work. And I'm like, well, I, that's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> I yeah, it, it's like, but, but on the other hand of that, I'm not, you know, he, he unfortunately doesn't get the home cooked meals and the cookies and all of that, but he sees somebody that is making an impact and, and working with people that, want to be be change makers like you guys are like you know you came in and took this company by a storm and have opened five countries in two months and lots more to come and that's just crazy and um you know there's no time to sleep when you're building an empire literally and that's what we're all doing and one of the beautiful parts about that is that we all have a vested interest part of the family aspect is also that we are all owners And that is something so different in the EXP model that every single one of us, as soon as we do our first deal or our first transaction or whatever that case may be, we own shares. And if you, if you, if you had that opportunity, like there are so many millionaires that have been made in this past few months with the stock going crazy and people that came in years ago, they have, I mean, there's, they have gifted stock that's worth millions of dollars and they, it's just because they've been doing what they do best. And that's an amazing story, whether you're a woman, whether you're a man, whatever, but we all are sharing. And I find like when I have a a prospective agent to recruit in another city that we're not in, particularly like in Toronto, which is my hometown, we have people that we can go to every day of the week that will always, always participate in a call. And that's true for anywhere. You reach out to someone in Chicago, you rarely get somebody saying, well, why do you, why do you need me? Well, because you're there, you know the lay of the land. It's different than here in Boca Raton, Florida, or in New Jersey, mm-hmm. or Philly, or wherever. And and that's such a unique model in EXP. Yeah, and it, it, it's amazing. And you know, even like looking at you know, you were talking about stock and and you know, the network. I recently, I'm I'm looking to move, so I was like, well, I'm going to use an EXP agent, and I found this woman who's amazing, Tara Stone. If you live in New Jersey. With EXP, I don't know if I'm allowed to endorse anybody, but just from my experience, she's been fantastic. But we were talking when we were looking at some of the places she was bringing me to about the stock and like, you know, just talking about the people that were in at $8. And, you know, I came over in August, I think we were at 34 and I, I bought some, you know, just, so I was like, oh, let me buy some stock. Right. Um, and that was 34 and I feel like I've made out. I can't imagine. Right. <laughs> if I was at eight, I'd be throwing parties. But, um, you know, it's it just... That that network though of being able to reach out even for myself to be able to you know find an agent to work with 
and find a strong woman like you actually I should introduce you to her she's great to have that here it's just there's there's so many levels of of networking and communication within the company between referrals and just how many people have recommended brokers in different countries for us because of the network that they have right that's been the outreach is amazing i just talked to some people from a couple countries yesterday um to talk about what the interest is there and they have people that could be brokers so you know that that sounds so, so funny so, megan i just right? talked to people in a couple of countries yesterday like it's just no big deal i just talked to people like, i talk to people in a couple of countries every day because that's what i do and it's just so funny like you don't you don't think about the fact that you're like today i've been on with china hong kong um canada you know america imagine that i'm gonna have a call later with india israel like it's a crazy world well, that we live in and actually if you want to know it's kind of funny what Today, before this, I've been on with the UK, a country to be named at a later date, Mexico, Portugal twice, and then this call. So yeah, it's kind of weird. It's definitely, uh, you feel like it starts to be normal, but then every once in a while you're like, wait, I just spoke with six different countries this morning and it's 10 (laughs) o'clock. It's a crazy, crazy story. Megan, I so appreciate you. I so appreciate your friendship and your kindness and your generosity and you showing up to to join my show. We're going to have another podcast. We're going to start doing this regularly and we'll bring you on after these seven, after the countries are named on the 7th of January, which I'll be waiting with bated breath as I always do. And we'll be working on a lot of exciting things together. Thank you so much. I wish you a very merry, merry Christmas. And if anybody wants to reach you, what is the best way to reach you? workplace chat or megan.kelly at exprealty.net. Um, I think my name shown how to spell it's a little, yeah. got a couple few extra letters. M-E-G-H-A-N <laughs> dot K-E-L-L-E-Y at exprealty.net. So the corporate- and I'm also on LinkedIn all the time. So right. corporate people that work for corporate get.net and those of us that are just the peon realtors get.com but anyway not peon we are making a difference in the world thank you for being a strong woman thank you for being an impactful woman and thank you for your international drive and and success and i'm so excited to be a part of your world and again happy holidays well thank you have a good one Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.